Wasted three hours of my life doing nothing but just pushing buttons Trying to get and staring. My sneak point up, you know, right? Because like, I'm rolling around <laughs> in a <the> damn cave. That's <laughs> like son of a bitch. I could have had a song done. <laughs> That's usually my biggest pet peeve with that. Is it's gone. Uh, it's the greatest wasted time this in the is world. Fun, but uh-huh. <laughs> could have got some work done. So there we go. Little talk about destiny. Little talk as once again recording. So I always start earlier. We're just BSing. Makes it easy that way. It's an easy, soft intro. It makes it sound like we all like each other, don't hate each other. Yeah. So, oh. once again, <laughs> for now almost two out of three weeks. Another we have three weeks, yeah. <laughs> the other stuff we were talking about. So, now we're up to three people once again yeah. on the show. Another for guest. The second out of three weeks, like I just said. Amazing. So, Jack from Brook Royal is here. Hooray! Hey. How many how many times is this? Do you think that you and I have been in the same room in an interview situation now? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I it, it goes back it was, to the Fifth Element days. Oh yeah, when it started it's right. More than ten years. Yeah, sure. easy. I mean, easy. I was. I want to say I was nineteen then. Yeah, so, I mean that had to be what ninety nine two thousand. It would have been two thousand. Yeah, I think two thousand or two thousand one. I totally broke this. Oh, did you? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's popped out before. I had to screw with it so. You take the just take the mic out. Right. Now you got the Freddie Mercury mic. Yeah, they do. Like the guy from Anthrax holding on the, yeah. the back end. So there you go. Yeah, i will figure that out eventually. But anyway, so we're gonna go over some of uh, the last th- three Blues games. Actually, three successful Blues games. Let's well, throw successful. that down there. We'll be good. So, right. and the last three Blues games that were. Two out of three were good. I got points out of all of them. So two shutouts and uh, near shutout. Yeah, I, I saw the stat this morning. The Blues have given up one goal in their last 180-something minutes of hockey. Yeah, so it's been a fun ride. So we do that, and we'll just talk to Jack about some Brook Royal stuff. And like we said, we're going to work on getting try to get Brook Royal on Rock Band 4. That's my new mission in life. I think it's going to combine the nerdy video game talk we were talking about to start this with hockey, with music, and it makes me very happy. So we'll come up with everything and get ready details on how to do that. So let's just get into the game so we can get rolling. Cause, eh. Well, to start, we should say Jack, is a, on top of being a musician, is a massive hockey fan. Yeah, let's get into that. So. And, you know, obviously we've used your song Bleed Blue to start the show for years, but it's not like you guys just wrote that song as a gimmick. Like you guys are, most of you in the band, I think, if not all, are genuinely big blues fans. Oh yeah, hundred percent. We <laughs> we had actually written that song before we were even asked to, because we were going to just give it away mm-hmm. <laughs> because we were fans. And then we played at a game, a blues uh, 
against the San Jose Sharks. And uh, right after that, um, we got asked to do do the you know the boys should do a song for the playoff run. Well, when do you say that? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> now, how did you get in? I know that Bon and TJ, at least for a time, were close. Like, kind of hung out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I still talk to him every once in a while. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, that was we had met most of the guys because we'd seen like Cam Jansen at like shows and stuff like right. that. And then we played a show at Scott trade and all of the guys were there and Cam's like, Oh, come up to the, uh, wherever their suite is. Sure. And that's where we met a bunch of them, hit it off and, and just started talking there. And then through, um, uh, our buddy Darren is how we got, uh, booked to play at uh at scott trade for a hockey game right and then met the uh the big dogs from there and that's that's kind of how the, the song came yeah out. that's pretty awesome though because there's not many times that yeah, i've never seen i've honestly never seen booked. a band play inside scott trade. that was up in the club right yeah it was like right next kind of next to the uh organ guy nice awesome when you guys went into the suite was it like every experience that i've had with bringing athletes around musicians it always boils down to the musicians talk about how bad they want to be athletes and the athletes talk about how bad they want to be rock stars. Yeah. They, it always seems like they ask us as many questions as we want to ask them right. about like stuff. Like I just remember as, as soon as, uh, as soon as Osh walked in, he had a Mustangs t-shirt on that he'd made that had Sutton on the back and I'm like, young blood. And then right away it was like, Oh, well you, you like, hockey, I guess. So, yeah. it, was, so it was, uh, Pretty easy to, to get along with those guys because they're you know they're just fans of music as as well. So does it does it weird you out? Like I'm sure the first time you heard uh, KMOX open with Bleed Blue, was it kind of like a surreal moment in your life? Like we are officially part of blues history. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that was uh, um, for that that for sure. Um, hearing it at games. Uh, I think they still play it. Yeah. Uh, yeah for think. like the highlights after the first period or mm-hmm. starting the second period. It's just like, well, I never would have, you know, thought that or seeing it, like hearing it on the playoffs and TV and stuff. It's just like, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you, you, I wouldn't have believed it if I was a little kid, you know, it's like right. that's going to be, a, do anything that would have been part of, you know, my favorite team. So it's did, pretty awesome. Did the team give you any pushback on the fact that you named it Bleed Blue? Because I've said for years that, I get that you want to reinvent the slogan of a team every year to, to keep it fresh and everything like that, but the team is always going to be Bleed Blue. It, it, that, it's the best slogan they've ever had. They shouldn't have changed it. And I know, like, they tried, like, Don't Stop Believing one year. That, that was and awful. That lasted, and then it like, lasted, like, three weeks, and it just became Believe. Yeah. And, and, like, now it's our team, our Blues. But it really should always just be Bleed Blue. That I, I mean, I don't know... It, they had to check, I think, to see to make sure there wasn't anything from when they used Bleed Blue before right. to make sure we were okay to like put that out there or whatever. But uh, um, for us, that's just kind of how we've known it, you know. So yeah. that's like that's, well, what, I think that's most, what we're gonna call it. So. I think most Blues fans are that way. I think if you would if you would go to any game and, and poll the Blues fans, I bet you eighty five percent of them would say that the slogan is still Bleed Blue. Yeah, just because that it's that's the one that kind of stuck and. Personally, as a, as a promotion guy and a marketing guy, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. And when you have an audience 
or a fan base that's telling you something like, just give them what they want. <laughs> that's me. What do I know? You know, but still. Uh, yeah, so I think that's something that uh, it's going to stand like the test of time for like myself. Like, I was just like, as soon as I heard it, like, I think I'm around the point. I think they're like, oh, yeah, on iTunes, like, yeah, on my phone, downloaded <laughs> instantly. Sure. So it was Thank one you. of those things where it was, you know, perfect thing to get you pumped up for games. I don't know how many times that oh, yeah. I've seen people on Twitter saying, heading to the Blues game, rocking out to Rook Row, Bleed Blue, or just whatever. So, man, it's in accord with, like, not only, I think, hardcore fans. I think just fans that are sure. know, new to the game or just fans of just, like, rock music. Then now maybe hockey fans and vice versa. So I think it's kind of almost kind of like cross genres there and brings people from both sides there. So I think it's pretty awesome. So yeah, we wanted uh, wanted it to be high energy, you know, just mm-hmm. get you pumped up for the game. So that's that's you know what it was. It it was almost one of those where it's like, well, do we use this music for this mm-hmm. or do we save it for something for the album? Or and I was like, no, was it was it a riff that you already had written and then you just needed to put lyrics to, or was it something that you guys made specifically in mind for the blues um no i i i had told like i was talking to bond and i had said you know I was like, oh, we should probably do a blues song and and you just sat down i think I, I didn't take very long to write i think musically i probably did in about an hour uh and i had it i'm so jealous demoed out you know just because i was when you're motivated sure. that's how fast that can happen and so it was just like this is i have a mindset that i want this to be for like a blues song is going to be fun and it's just kind of, you know, they say it kind of writes itself, but that's kind of how it yeah. felt because I was so pumped up about the idea of it that it wasn't, you know. Well, I mean, and I would, I got to think as, as a blues fan, you're now probably one of three songs that are forever associated with the St. Louis blues. The first obviously being the St. Louis blues, which is where the team got its name from. Mm-hmm. The second being when the saints go marching in and now bleed blue. Well, I mean, <laughs> those are three songs that I think are, are intricately woven into the fabric of the St. Louis Blues and their fan base. Well, that's awesome if that's the case. Yeah. I, hope, I hope it stays there. You know, that's like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll say that's like a handful. I said the only other song I'd add to that list is just the uh, when they win. Like, you don't hear the blur, uh, blur oh, song, too. too. Yeah. You don't hear that. It's kind of awkward. Like, after they win, <laughs> if you're at the game and they you hear that, like... I Honestly, I, if it was me, and again, this is just me talking, I think I would switch out song two for Bleed Blue at the end of games when they win. But well, we would take it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, ten minutes later, my point of introducing Jack in the beginning was he is a hockey fan. So aside from us talking about Brook Royal more once we get to the end of the show, Jack's going to win on all the hockey stuff because he is a Blues fan. He watches the games. He plays hockey. He can intelligently contribute to what we're talking about during the show. He's yeah. more than just a pretty face. Yeah, which you guys can't see. So. So maybe not intelligently. Oh, uh, you'll be good. <laughs> so we're gonna go through our first game. And it's when the Blues, I believe they started the road trip already. Yeah, this, this is gonna be the start of the road start trip. Start the road Dallas. trip. Going to Dallas uh, the day after they lose to Minnesota at home, like a tough one. So head to Dallas, and Jake Allen's back in net for the first time since the uh, Vancouver game, which was a weird Vancouver game where he got pulled and then put back. We're in. down by five. That now we're weird. winning. Yeah. Now we're tied. Yeah. So he's back in. And played uh, pretty awesome overall, which I was very happy with. First uh, two periods, not much going on. Uh, Blues has a problem with penalties once again. Uh, Limbaugh is, I think he displays a, you know, more of an edge to his game. Yeah, so I think that's why it comes that like he gets the more penalties. But I noticed like kind of a habit 
I think that's lately. Good. Yeah, you know, I want to see somebody that's not afraid to step up on whoever. And he's played. Like the thing is, like we played, and when McCall getting acquired and now step in, the Blues have like a solid nine guys. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's weird to see, kind of see him uh, get step, you know, step up there and. A guy that Blues didn't even think about. Like, you saw that name at the beginning of the year, and you're like, oh, okay. that guy's going back to Finland for a year, yeah. and he'll come over, and then wound up almost making the team out of camp. Yeah. If we weren't so deep already. And then after injuries, he proved he belongs up here at 21 years old, which is awesome to see that. He, Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> He's been a big surprise. You know, I obviously I think once you get everybody um, healthy with Shattenkirk returning, He's probably going to be the odd man out, one of the odd man out, because we have so many defensemen right now. But I think he's definitely proven that there's a spot on this roster for him full time, if not next year, then in the very, very near future. And with, with now with Yaskin being a full time guy, he might be that first call up. Yep. So you're looking at a. So we're going to the third period here, and the Blues finally get on the board with Vladimir Tarasenko. Never his, heard of him. His 34th of the year from Stastny and Petrangelo. And uh, pretty much he, Tarasenko turns uh, Ben inside out. He does what Tarasenko does. He gets current corkscrews him into the ice <laughs> and uh, fires a shot past Lettinen, who I think was expecting, not really expecting a shot that quick. No. Because he kind of was, looked like he was falling to his right yeah. when it happened. So, uh, awesome goal there. And the Blues, you know, hang in there. Jake Allen made a couple of nice saves. And then, uh, luckily, Alexander Steen gets his 20th of the year, a power play goal. At the 16:45 mark from Petrangelo and Oshie, uh, so a one timer. Yeah, I mean, you know, the two the things point. that I liked about this is a it was a power play goal, which it's nice to see a scoring power play goal at the end of the season as opposed to just the beginning of the season, and then writing those stats all the way through the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also nice to see Steen start to heat up again because it had been a while since he had put one in, and he really needed that. Yeah. And. Uh, the weirdest, I call this one of the weirdest empty net goals <laughs> ever. Yeah. At the 18-14 mark, uh, Oshie gets the, the empty netter for his 19th year from Bacchus and Steen. I don't know if you remember this one, Jack, where he... Lost control of it? Yeah, 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 where he lost he control of it. slides in. <laughs> I'll take it. Where he, like, basically tried to deke around. Uh, it was Tyler Sagan, who was the guy back, and Sagan just <laughs> tripped yeah. between his legs and slid in the net, and uh, we'll take it. It was one of the... Most interesting ones I think I've seen so far. It's, it, it dumbfounds me how well we'll play against Dallas in Dallas, and then they come up here and just kick our butts every time. Yep. Uh, I, I told Jason that since I can remember as a kid, I have never seen the Blues beat Dallas in St. Louis when I've gone. Really? I, I've never, and I've been to a ton of Stars games back even when they were the North Stars. I've never <laughs> seen the Blues in person beat any incarnation of the Minnesota slash Dallas Stars. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm don't go to those games. Yeah, I'm not anymore. Like... <laughs> and what's funny is that oh, every year I forget about it, and so I'm walking in and I'm like, damn it, it's a Stars game. I can't give I've made a horrible game. decision. <laughs> so I won't go to any more games this year. Yeah. Every game I've gone to, it. I've lost, play. really? Not going I've only been to one this year. See, I'm in, uh, I went to two, uh, two last week or two weeks ago. Last week I went to I should have been to. I should have been to a game that we won, but I had to go to Reno. Yeah. <laughs> All that career and work and damn bills and money and stuff. Mortgage is real. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it is. It's very real. So I want to hang out and play video games, games. and go to hockey games. Yeah. Damn. I know. So we go. Let's continue and go up to Calgary for a Calgary team that is fighting, man. They're at the edge of the playoffs and they're they're fighting uh, Los Angeles right now, which is 
Almost crazy to say Los Angeles has a decent chance of not getting in right now. There's a huge game. We're recording this on Saturday, uh, and the Kings play Vancouver tonight. Mm-hmm. And there's only two points that separate those two. Vancouver is second in the Pacific, and as of right mm-hmm. now, L.A. is on the outside looking in. And that's how tight that Pacific division is, man. There's two points that separate you from not being in the playoffs. Not too. being in the playoffs to not, not being a wild card, but second in your division. Yeah, which is nuts. So they get in there. And actually, that's, and that's all LA nice talks too. about. And we've we've talked about that numerous times on the show. Is like teams like LA and teams like Chicago, they don't care if they win the division. Yeah. They just want one of those eight slots. That's all they care about. They don't care if it's home ice. They don't care where they have to fly to. They know how to win. Wasn't was LA? LA won it. Uh, the first, the first, 2012. Cup first cup and went in and just killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. what they swept Vancouver, swept us one in five right. against uh, Phoenix, not Arizona yeah. at the time. Yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix, you're correct. And then what one in five against New Jersey, correct? Lost two games the whole playoffs. AC <laughs> and I believe I believe both of them were in overtime too. Yeah. Well, at least one of them was in overtime. So they never got blown out of every every game, which is and that is all you need. So this Calgary team, which Lost their uh, defensive award of the year guy. Can't think of it. What's the name? Not Selkie, Calder. What's the other one? Oh, uh, Norris. Thank you. Norris candidate, uh, Mark G- Mark Giordano. I don't know. It was only, like I'm saying Selkie in my head. I'm like, that's not right, Jason. It's not right. So he got lost for a season. So everybody thought after that, they're gone. No chance of Calgary getting in. And they've managed to hang on because they didn't acquire anybody at the, at the deadline. They actually shipped guys out of the deadline. Yeah. So you're thinking this team pretty much gave up, and they're hanging in there. So they played the Blues tough in the first. Nothing really happening. In the second, uh, Steen gets a really nice goal here. It's 21st of the year from Oshie and Bacchus. So he's kind of heating up now. And uses Oshie as a screen pretty much. Yeah, he really did. And it was like a perfect pick play that was not illegal. (laughs) And uh, fired a shot past Hiller, who's in net, who I think I'd have to look at his stats, which I don't know off the top of my head, but – uh, I always thought the Blues always play Hiller really well. It seems like I don't know why, but I always thought they played him really well. But uh, so, but he looked good so far in this game. Uh, let's see. Third period comes around and the Blues get on the board really early. The 118 mark. Yuri Laterra gets his 11th of the year from Schwartz and Tarasenko. A nice passing play and uh, off a turnover in their zone that Tarasenko picks up. Because of the Schwartz, who feeds a nice pass to a wide-open Latero in front, who buries it. Uh, and we get another one. Let's see, at the 938 mark, Alexander Steen gets his second of the game, his 22nd of the year, from Oshie and Bacchus. Uh, it was right the face-off, and he just... Yeah. I don't think not many goalies can stop that shot. <laughs> no, not really. When you're, you know, 15 feet out in the full wind-up, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in front... If I wouldn't be in front of that puck. And I think the earliest ever empty net goal... I think I've ever seen uh, David Backus at the fourteen twenty five mark. It's an empty net goal. I mean, I don't blame Calgary for pulling their goalie at this point. When you're fighting for a playoff spot, oh, I get it. Who cares if you lose three nothing or four nothing? Like you got to do something to try to make a spark. Oh, I get it, but because obviously at that point though. you know you're not going to get an overtime anything. You got to do. You're down three goals with six minutes left. What the hell, man? Try it. I don't know that I've ever ever seen that before, but yeah, I guess if you're gonna, <laughs> you're fighting. It's, 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 might as well. Well, Wall was sitting there doing it with like a three minute mark last year, and everybody was kind of calling yeah. him out on that, but it was crazy. <laughs> and then he, uh, 
And the thing I thought was also weird about this one, where they had six guys out there, and then the play was still going on. They were able to, when they did a line change, that the goalie actually went back on the ice, and they went back to five guys. Yeah, I saw Which that. I think I've never seen, like, while the puck's in oh, play. It's in always, play? yeah, in play. So, at least I've never seen it in, a, in an NHL game. So, I think I've seen it when I've played before, but we usually get scored on because you're trying to get back in the net as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. And it happens. So this game, which I might have to lean on Jack a little bit more than we missed it. We missed it because we had we were out getting gold medals, son. Yeah, <laughs> Chris and I won our, uh, which I think I posted on a Twitter that we won our uh, championship for our league. Yeah, yes, we're fantastic. Did you notice it says 2014 on the back of the medals? I, I think it was like, oh, we ran it. We had, we we were extra last year. <laughs> I noticed that when I got home, I was like, uh, oh, whatever. We also didn't get a trophy, which I think is kind of BS, because last year they gave trophies. Oh, uh, did you see it? They posted about it. Yeah, that? they're going to do a tournament of champions. It's great. Right. We get to lose to Pat Maroon. Does yeah. each, each one of you, you guys get to hold on to a, if you have a trophy? You get it I don't know how they did it. Well, last year, like, we lost. <laughs> it was lost, good size, too. Man. Yeah, was like, we lost in the championship <laughs> game last year. I bet you that trophy was easily two, three feet tall. Yeah. Um, but I guess now they're going to do, they do three nights. They do a, a Monday night, a Wednesday night, and a Thursday night. And they're trying to find some way to have like a tournament of champions night, which basically is just another reason for the, there's a team called the Mud Snakes that they used to play on the Monday night league. Now they're on the super competitive Wednesday night. Um, our first session we played, Pat Maroon was on the team. You may recognize Pat Maroon from the second line of the Anaheim Ducks. Sometimes first line this year. <laughs> um, and they just destroy people. Like, they have not lost a game in three seasons. Um, so it's like, great. So just, uh, you know, another three more wins for the Maroon brothers. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, uh, God, that game sucks so bad. <laughs> hey, all I know is when we played them, technically I got the goal. The only, we lost the game we played to them, 17-1. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's... Here's the thing, though. There's there's an eight-goal mercy rule after two. So they were up 8 nothing with, like, three minutes left. So um, I went to clear the puck, and I cleared it, and Pat Maroon gets it, realizes that if they keep the shutout, the game's over after two, turns around and fires it on his own goalie and scores. <laughs> and I turn around and go, that's my goal. That's my goal. I was the last guy to touch it on our team. <laughs> As I quickly say, that's not something to be proud about. <laughs> and then I sit there and, not meaning to, <laughs> call out Pat Maroon and then him get hella pissed off at me. So. And then they decided to score seven more goals in the third period. Yeah, because they were like, oh, so you gonna talk? You gonna talk crap about us? Okay, I'm gonna start doing it. Yeah, like, dude, it's it was bonkers. Yeah, it was nuts. So, we'll do our last little game here, which was the Winnipeg game. Uh. Backus gets the goal in the second period at 8.08. His 25th of the year from Stastny and Petrangelo. I thought if I saw it in the replay, it looks good. It was a good I shot. Mean, it was a solid shot. It was, you know. Yeah, it was good after, especially because he, right before that, he got cross-checked in the face. So, yeah. I mean, that's a good way to answer back to him. Was, you could tell he was not. I happy. saw the highlights, but you could only tell so much from highlights. It seemed like the game was very, like most of the last games is Past week, a very playoff atmosphere and just yeah. a lot, a lot of chess on the ice as far as line matching and making sure that you have right pairings out there against the right lines and not really wanting to give up any space. It was it was a fun game to watch because I mean it was it was like that it was back and forth the whole time just a lot of energy and there was not a lot of space to do anything yeah. for the guys because it was just somebody was on you and it's pretty much they were going to finish their check so it was it was it was a cool game to watch. Yeah, it looks like. Um 
looks like both teams also had like a ton of chances. Yeah. Both ways. So it was the Blues looks like it was like Pavic played a really good game. Yeah, oh my god, he's just he stood on his head, you know, it's you know, and then on the other end, uh they hit uh Winnipeg hit the post three times, I think. That's it, yeah, I think something like that. So I mean And Elliot looked like he did good, it just Unfortunately, the goal he led it is what I like to call a Brian Elliott goal. That's a soft serve, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and that and that's honestly, I'm more comfortable with Elliott this season than I, I've probably ever been. Um, but my, my big point with him is always, like, he'll stand on his head and yeah. make the saves that make you wonder how he did it. And then 30 seconds later, let one in that you're just like, really? Like, that? That goes in? <laughs> how did you stop this other stuff and let that little right. flutter go in? <laughs> yeah, I know. So and then that's what happens. We just alluded to Drew Stafford, this 13-16 mark, his 15th of the year from Tyler Myers and Toby Enstrom. So, like I said, it was pretty much a backhander. Nine days out of ten, you probably should stop. Over his shoulder, short side. Yeah, and just snuck through. But, I mean, he also made a – problem is, like, man, he made a lot of good saves that he probably shouldn't have. And, uh, and that's, that's the thing that's with it. <laughs> and he'll do that. He'll make ten bell saves all night long. Uh, the one over, overtime, I'll take out the one mm-hmm. overtime where uh, – the Jets are threatening to throw Lee kind of third on net and yeah. uh who's number six? I forgot number six. Anyway, he's in front of that had like three or four whacks at it yeah. before our defense got there and Ellie covered it up. So you, you know, can tell that goal was coming when they when they scored. They're pressuring them. You just you just feel right. like, yeah. it's and then within the next two minutes they're gonna get Yeah, it. and it's <laughs> funny, I always get that feeling with the blues, and it's usually like if they fail to clear the puck twice. Yes. You're just like, here it comes. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, then, uh, you just launched missiles? What happened? No, that was just uh, people texting us about stuff. Oh. So, apparently the uh, Beyond Checker Dome guys are jealous that Jack's on the show for some reason. You know? Oh, nice. So, there we go. We got that going for us. So, it goes to shootout, and it goes to break Wheeler gets a goal that barely sneaks through. Oshi uh, great. looks good now. He had to start off really slow this year. He's not, figured out the dry scrape. Yeah. So, <laughs> went, He's uh, so dangerous, man. On yeah. This is... <laughs> He pulled like his his side thing, like he was gonna do his fake, and then and then go to the right and lift it, and it's goalie game five hole. Yeah, I, I was talking about him earlier this week with a friend of mine who's a Colorado fan, and we were talking about Oshi and shootouts, and I said, you know, you almost got to think that it's in a goalie's head now when you look up and you see Oshi <laughs> up there, like what is he gonna do? Because and he's. He's a good player, but because of what happened in the Olympics last year, yeah. he's Mr. Shootout. Everybody knows him, yeah. And, you know, I think if you're a goalie, like, you're just expecting, I'm going to get turned inside out. <laughs> and you've kind of seen him simplify what he does now because of that. Because I think the goalies are waiting for, like, three, four moves from him. Yeah. And sometimes he'll still do it. But a couple times now, you'll come down and just see him head fake and then shoot. Yeah, yeah it's... It's got to be – I think if he's going to miss, it'll be because he screwed up. So, you know, or the yeah. puck rolled or something. Yeah. It's not going to be because – well, he's going to – He's not going to put it wide or high. Yeah. And my favorite one is still the Luongo one where he didn't even move. Oh, dude. Luongo just sat so there and went five hole. This is like, okay. <laughs> Which, when he tweeted that out during the Olympics, was fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Andrew Ladd gets uh, gets the goal. And then, unfortunately, Steen, Home I think, I think had – Pavlik beat, but he just didn't. He just tried to go around him and just yeah. stuff it in. If he lifted it, he would have probably beat him. But it's, that's, I can't complain because I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> so Blues, unfortunately, get the point, but fall to Winnipeg. Winnipeg climbs back into 
the last playoff spot. Yeah. So that's going to come down to the last week anyway. So. And that puts the Blues two points ahead of Nashville, With four game. points ahead of Chicago. With a game in hand on... Uh, we have a game in hand on Nashville. Chicago has a game in hand on us. Correct. So, a lot of, it's going to be a lot of moving the next couple of weeks. So, Na- Nashville, <laughs> man. Those two games against Chicago are looming large. Yeah. So, the Blues, those games you're going to look at, you need to get a minimum of two points out of. Yes. Uh, you have to split those games with Chicago. Yeah. You have to either win one, lose one, take both in overtime, Whatever. Yeah, I think you need to get at least two clean points. Yeah. You can't have a, a, an overtime win where, you where know. It's like two or one or whatever. Yeah, you've got to win those games clean. Because I think if if the Hawks get more than two points out of those two games, it's going to get real interesting. Yeah, so. I mean, and, and, you know, let's not forget that it's not like, you know, Nashville Nashville's completely done. Like, they're on a rough patch, but there's four points that separate first from third. And I think Pecorini is probably the best goalie in the league when he's on. So, yes. uh, the Blues, as we're recording, are getting almost ready to take on the Wild. And then the Red Wings on Sunday the 22nd, followed by the Penguins. And then somebody's getting attacked upstairs. Correct. And I think actually kind of a, as the Blues have gone the last few weeks, a fairly long break after Tuesday. They don't play again until Saturday. Yeah, so weird scheduling. So. That sucks. I know. It's, just, it's always like a weird break. So And then finally, it was like a Thursday where we won't be. Yeah. That we won't have hockey. And then <laughs> can't even watch <laughs> the game that game. night. Correct. <laughs> so, and that's about for this week. So, Blues news, nothing really. It's just a push to the playoffs, man. Uh, the only thing that came up was Shattenkirk is starting to do contact drills in practice. Yeah. So, um, Rutherford tweeted that out earlier yeah, or something. Yeah, so he they said definitely not the next three games. So, did not expect to see him on this road trip. So, probably after that break, that I Saturday I bet you he game, comes back against, was it Vancouver on that Saturday? Uh, yes, I think. Whatever that game if I was a Batman, I would circle that date. Let's see, I just had it. So back. That Saturday game, whatever it was, of course, I closed out of it. But anyway, they'll, uh, probably that Saturday game when you're back at home, you know, it would be a good way to... Kind of get back in the swing of things. That is, I think it's a Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets actually. Okay. Then, then on that Monday, they play Canucks. Okay, yeah, I would say probably look at that Saturday game against Columbus as the game that you expect Shattenkirk to come back. Yeah, be nice. Yeah, so like the said, sooner the better, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that'll make the Blues defense the way they want it, pretty much. You're probably going to see. And that gives you what? Say that he comes back on that game. That gives you what? Six, seven games to yeah, about get everybody used to everybody. Yep. Which I think will be fine to get everybody back in their usual pairings. Yeah. And I think the last pairing is going to be, even though Jackman did sit the other night at the Calgary game, I still think you're going to see McCulloch and Jackman as the sure, I think pairing so. guys. So. If, he's, if he's engaging in, in practice and, and doing physical activity there, then he's got to be close because I, yeah. I we went and watched the practice and I was just like, oh my, I can completely understand why these guys can get hurt because they are going oh, dude, at it. It's, it's nuts. unbelievable. <laughs> I had no idea that's like how fierce that was. Like, yeah, the training it camp was tough, ones are but crazy. I didn't know yeah. like that. Right. <laughs> was, yeah. So let's get into uh, talk to Jack here about some Burke Royal stuff, some hockey stuff. Yeah. So uh, let's do some rapid fire questions. I like doing those. So, uh, favorite What's for breakfast. Yes, first one. No, coffee. There you go. Nice. Me yeah. too. <laughs> so, we'll do some uh, hockey questions, and we'll get some music questions too. How about uh, your favorite? Uh, let's say your favorite all-time blues player. Favorite all-time blues player. Or you do favorite current if that's a quick one. I think I know the answer to this round. Of course, it's Pat Jablonski. I thought it was Eric Brewer. <laughs> no, <laughs> we have a picture with the captain. 
everybody holding up C. <laughs> it's the worst culture I've ever told. We're all laughing hysterically. And he turned out to be the nicest guy in the world. We're like, God, why do you have to suck? You're so nice. Yeah, one friend would heckle him from his seats, and uh, was it Johnson told him that we can hear you, you know? <laughs> Were you at the game? I think it was the season before they finally traded him, and they did one of the contests with fans. Yeah, the, I was, I was there. Fans the goes, "Can I get a let's go Blues?" And he goes, "Let's trade Brewer." <laughs> I immediately get a text from you and say, "Did you hear that?" <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So good. <laughs> you look at that girl, Angela, whatever her name Angela is. Angela Sharp. Yeah. yeah. Her face is like, oops. And she's like, and that went out live. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. That was awesome. So, Patchy Blonsky it is then? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Patchy Blonsky. <laughs> so, and Current Blue then. Current Blue. I would go with Ocean. Yeah. So, um, how about, I'll do a music question. Your favorite venue that you've ever played? Favorite venue. Uh, St. Louis or non-St. Louis, whichever one. Boy. I don't know. We love playing at, at Pops here. I was going to say but Pops is pretty much your second home. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the venue that took care of us, you know, for the whole time. Uh, but the pageant's very nice, too. I mean, you yeah. get, I mean, that's, you know, that's that's a great, great room, too. Um, outside of St. Louis, um, we played a place in Green Bay that was called the... Uh, it's like Tom, Dick, and Harry's or something. Maybe yeah. right across the street from Lambeau. Yeah. So, like, after soundcheck, I got to watch Green Bay, like, practice. So, That's I awesome. thought it was awesome. I, I was wondering, wondering what you were going to say. Because there, there's, there's one place that rock bands always seem to gravitate to when they're asked their favorite place to play. Was it the Machine Shop? That's it. <laughs> Flip, Michigan. <laughs> Everyone. Machine Shop. <laughs> Reason? Yeah, yeah, fill me in. There's, I don't know. Just because? I, well, uh, I don't know. If they a they take reason. really good care of their bands. No, okay. Yeah. Like they really do. Everybody's got a promo pick in that whole. Everybody <laughs> and every every band I know, at least somebody's got a machine shop shirt or skull cap. Um, <laughs> it's you know, it's Flint, Michigan, man. There's not a lot going on there, <laughs> but there's a great rock radio station. The station and the machine shop crew. Really take care of bands, and you know it's it's just a good touring market. I think they sell out almost every damn show. Yeah. Um, because really, there's there's nothing else to do, man. It's like if you think Detroit, Michigan sucks and is it is beat down from the economy, <laughs> go an hour north to Flint, Michigan, man. There's <laughs> nothing in Flint. It's refreshing for bands to go in and have a local crew that knows what they're doing. Absolutely. And it's like they care about what they're doing. It it, it makes it. So much easier, and it's such an, an easy show when things are like that. I so. think I know of at least three live records that were recorded <laughs> at the Machine Shop. <laughs> Buck Cherry's got one, and now the other two are escaping me, but, I mean, everybody loves the Machine Shop in Flint, Michigan. So as soon as you're like, Nancy Lewis was like, here it comes, here it comes. <laughs> and you're like, Green Bay, and I was like, oh, not the Machine Shop. <laughs> so how about biggest uh, influence on your music? Um, well... Or I'd say, or biggest band, I guess, that influenced your music. Let's say that. That's like a toss up between the Beatles and Deftones, because I mean, there's listen to Beatles constantly. And were you a Beatles fan as a kid? Yeah, my dad was. See, it took me forever to get into them. I I was not a fan of them until I bet you after college. Really? That my dad had it everywhere. You know, and it was just nonstop. So your your family was very at least. Loved music, if not played music. Oh right? yeah, there was a piano in my parents' living room. It was always going, and 
you know, there's instruments everywhere, so just start uh, picking them up, start messing around. Was but guitar your first instrument, or did you start with piano? I started with piano. Um, See, that's I. That is why you're the songwriter. It's, every it seems like every creative, really good songwriter I know, especially frontmen, always seem to start with piano, and then it will translate to guitar and everything else. It's if you if you can understand piano it's such a great instrument to start on it's like yeah. and because it's if you want to be a drummer then you've got you know both hands and feet separated yeah the piano and and it's you know, it can help with your just uh your learning playing scales. From sound you know yeah. and and stuff like that and and you can you know just see where you know keys and stuff like that or i can't read music but but it's uh you know, just from sounding I can read tab. and feel, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's definitely great. I don't know. I only took piano lessons for about a year, and then I told my parents I didn't want to do it anymore because it became homework. And yeah. It wasn't fun. So now I kind of wish that I had That's course. the one instrument that I really wish I knew how to play. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know. I, I, it's I, weird as you're a kid, you're like, I don't want to play piano. Piano's dumb. Yeah. And when I want you to get older, you're like, piano's <laughs> kind of sexy. The ladies like piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, favorite song to play live? Favorite song to play live is probably uh, probably Tear Me Down. It's on our second EP. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a high energy song. It's fun. It's a good song. Yeah, it is a good play. song. It's awesome. You know? And we can definitely play it like everywhere. Like I, I, I would. I, I enjoy Bleed Blue. It's along the same lines of that. But mm-hmm. uh, if we were to play that in like Bridgestone. Right. Yeah, something they'd yeah. be like, get the hell out of here. So. Did you ever have you ever broken that song out in a rival on a gel market? Uh no, because generally we want to make sure we can have gas or food to get to the next place so we don't <laughs> piss anybody off. So it's um so mostly it's just it's just here at home. Right. Have you ever had anyone outside of St. Louis ask about the song at a show? We did uh well it was still in Missouri, it was in Poplar Bluff and okay. and somebody asked, How come you didn't play it? It's like, well we didn't know that you know, you guys would really know the song, you yeah. know, so it's, yeah. you know, we just opted to pick another one and, mm. you know, it just seemed like that was the move to make. Good stuff. So at the moment, I, I think I, when Chris was talking before, you guys in the stage, uh, as I like writing, getting stuff together maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always writing. It's, it's pretty much nonstop for me. It's, I can't not write. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, I know Bond's got another side project he's working with, and yeah. do any of you guys have anything else that you have uh, irons in the fire on? Yeah, um, I'm in the process of working on another project too, um, and uh, it's uh, just kind of in its infant stage right now. But uh, it's you know it's just always writing, and sometimes uh, even though we've always said we didn't want Brook Royal to be limited to be this or that, right. but sometimes it just, you, you want to say, oh, this sounds too much like Brook Royal or whatever it is, so you just start a different project. That was going to be my next question. Your, yeah. Out of your mm-hmm. system, so, and I've done all sorts of weird stuff, so it's, uh, over Christmas, I wrote uh, a pop album just to see if I could do it. Wow. Like, <laughs> and, and I had 10 days, and I wanted to get an EP done, and I did uh, people always talk about, oh, that's you know, like musicians will, you know, kind of knock pop sometimes, right. you know, and, and at least metal guys or hard rock guys, and 
I was like, well, let me see if I can do it. Let's see, you know, what's here. I want to be well-rounded as a musician anyway, sure. so let's just give it a shot. And uh, I did it. I don't know if it's, you know, it could be a pile of garbage, but uh, I, at least I got the songs done in the time I said I oh, Are you one of those it. guys as a songwriter that will sleep with a pen and notebook by your nightstand because you wake up in the middle of the night and have a lyric in your head? Um, No, but, like, my phone is full of voice memos. Of me singing, uh, like, what I want a guitar riff to be, or what it is. Like, for, for me, if I'm writing a, the music part, in my head I already have vocals going, kind of, so it's not that hard to, when it comes to vocals, to get it, because mm-hmm. once I get the music done, I, I've kind of had in my head the whole time that I'm... So know, is it easier for you to write the lyrics first and have music to match it? Or is it easier for you to write the riff and then come up with lyrics for it? Uh, no, I'll do... I'll. I'll I'll pretty much uh, write the riff and then like sing a melody of wow. what I want it to be and then I'll find words to fit that melody. Wow. For the most part, I there I dabbled with you know music as a, as a kid and, and through college, but there's there's something to be said for the creative element that some some people have it and some people don't. And I could say, if you told me to write a song like I could sit down with a notebook and I could I mean I could force myself to write lyrics, but it'd be garbage, you know? And for, like, guys like you, like, when you said Bleed Blue, you're like, yeah, it took me, like, an hour. Like, that's remarkable. Just because stuff like that, you know, the creative side of being a musician um, is really, it's a gift. It's something that you you can't teach, you can't coach. You either have that creativeness or you don't. Um, So, you know, the whole creative process that goes into writing the song and then the lyrics... The lyric side and the music side um, is pretty damn remarkable. And for you guys to be able to crank out the songs you guys did and have something that's really going to, I think, stand the test of time as a sports anthem, even just locally, it's pretty damn impressive. We definitely see resurgence like of it every uh, every time the season starts. It's, you'll see them. I'll see people liking posts or whatever it is like on stuff of the of, – the video and that definitely on YouTube is, uh, has gotten, you know, a good amount of hits and, and it's gotta be all, you know, of course, mm-hmm. St. Louis <laughs> blues fans. So it's, it's cool to see with, with KMOX using the song, at least in pregame, um, and then being a monster of a station for, for people in St. Louis who don't know, um, how radio works. Uh, KMOX is frequency, which is 1120 AM is what's known as a clear channel frequency, meaning that that there's no other station in the country that broadcasts at 11.20 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's part of the reason why Cardinals baseball is is so nationally known, yeah. because there was a great article written uh, during, I think, the 2011 World Series, where a guy started driving, I think it was for either Sports Illustrated or People or something, mm-hmm. but started driving his car at Bush Stadium at noon, and made it all the way down to um, just outside of New Orleans by the time the game ended, and was able to listen to the entire game on Camel X. Yeah, because um, I think I, a similar article, people were saying how far stretched. Right. It was not the Cardinals more than anything, but they were saying how people from, like, sorry, like Indiana, Ohio, absolutely. are getting this station. They all, that, that's the reason why Dan Patrick is a Cardinal fan. That's the reason why Billy Bob Thornton is a Cardinal fan. They all talk. Like Billy Bob Thornton talks about going to sleep at his 
house in Arkansas as a kid and listening to Jack Buck call Cardinals games. Yeah, I, I lived in Arkansas. That's tons of Cardinals fans. So with with that song getting pushed out over the KMOX airwaves, do you guys see any ripple effect on that as far as like odd markets hitting you up or or fans like that saying, hey man, you know, heard your song, you know, they're in, you know, Yazoo City, wherever it is. Um, you guys see any ripple effect on that? And the other side of that is, how does KMOX get that song? Is that something that because of their affiliation with the blues, it just came to them? Or do they come to you and go, we want to use the song? Um, no one asked us. They just did no. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, not that you would have said no. no. Of course not. Right. Of course not. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. It's, uh, I just, somebody, somebody sent me a text message and said, hey, you're on KMOX. I'm like, we are. <laughs> and I turned it on and I was like, Sure enough. Yeah. I was like, I wonder. I, was like, I guess they downloaded it. I don't know. That's like, awesome. I don't know. It's like, that's that's pretty sweet. So. Yeah, so I remember when I started. So I remember, I think I might have hit you guys up on Facebook. And I don't know if you answered it or who answered it. And I was just like, I really want to use this because I don't want to like step on your guys' toes. It's pretty awesome. And I hope you guys are good enough. And actually, sort of have a weird connection because I got to get first name, last name Stewart. Adam Stewart. Yeah. So his brother Brian. Yeah. I went to high school with. Really. So. Louis too. So that's how we wound up. So, <laughs> so, and once again, the St. Louis connection coming back around. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows now. everybody somehow in some way, which is very odd. So I didn't know that until after. Actually, one of the person who was watching my child at the time was like, "Oh, that's Brian Stewart's brother." I'm like, "Okay, sweet." Well, and okay, so at least I can I kind of say that now. So anyway, but so anyway, so main reason. Uh, Sam and Jack on we we want to really push to have Bleed Blue on Rock Band Four. Yeah. So I was thinking for a little hashtag thing that we'll do on the uh, Twitter. Okay. I was thinking uh RB four Bleed Blue. Yeah. Simple. Simple. Put that on all your posts when you're during blues games. We'll put yeah. it on all our posts when we do everything. I'll put it on Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, we'll it's on the, the link again. The link is voting. also on the website, blueshockeypodcast.com. It's pinned to the top. I figured that out through my massive web design Look skills. Look at you! Yeah, it was <laughs> kind of techno smart. It literally took me two seconds. That I was sitting there like, oh, wow, it's going to take me forever. No, it was. Wow, awesome. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, oh, wow, it was going to take me like an hour and two minutes. So it's on top of the page, and my wife being a web designer, which helped, made the post look really nice. And just think, if you get on the game, you're going to get dozens of... And dozens of dollars. Yes, more than likely. <laughs> and lots of lots of fans of other teams. Yeah, yeah <laughs> lots of people who like to play guitar by pushing buttons. Yes, <laughs> playing your song. I'm kind of curious to see how that looks when it comes out, though. But anyway, but yeah, so I thought that something would be cool because I saw the thing where you could actually suggest a band, and I'm like, that'd be kind of cool to see if you can get we'll get some support behind that. Hey, it's on the game. I download the song. Whatever. Maybe TJ Oshie can get on the cover of that game. Yeah, let's <laughs> start that little campaign. But, yeah, so we'll do RB4 Bleed Blue. Um, we'll put the link out there on the Twitter and Facebook as well, but it's also on the website. So uh, I'll go ahead and wrap it up then. Yeah. So we can get upstairs and start Watch watching the game. <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of us uh, on Twitter, at Blues Hockey NHL. Also on Facebook is Blues Hockey Podcast. Just go ahead and search that. If you want to look up my personal Twitter, it's at JPMBluesFan21. I'm at Hossapalooza, and you can give all the Brook Royal information. Uh, okay. Uh, Twitter is at Brook Royal. Um, Facebook is Facebook.com slash Brook Royal. And uh, I think that's it. 
So yeah, and then if you want to go out and get Bleed Blue, it is available on the iTunes and I believe Amazon. It is on there. Uh, I would have to look at our site. We had decided, uh, because this was 2012, I think last year we decided that we were just going to give it to everyone if they oh, want it. Even so, better. Uh, nice. If you want to buy it, we appreciate it, but we did offer it for free. I buy it, the cheap bastards. <laughs> I think it's on cents. our site. There's a link on our uh, Facebook, too. So. so I don't know if it went down, but for, for a while around Christmas, I know we decided to. Support local music. <laughs> yeah. But we do appreciate it if yeah. you go buy it. We'll just say, much. I'll edit that part out and say <laughs> it's available on iTunes. <laughs> Correct. But also, go to their website, Brookroad, and look at the rest of their catalog and download the rest of that. On it's a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah. It's, there's... um. It, the local music scene always seems to spit out a, a couple of really good bands per year. Um, and you guys have been able to survive kind of the ebb and flow uh, of music in, in, in St. Louis. And, you know, there's times where I think the scene's coming back and then it kind of wanes off again. Uh, but you guys have been able to, to survive and, and put out some good music on a fairly regular basis. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to what's next. And I wish you guys nothing but the, the best success. Well, thank you. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. And, uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up for this week. Oh, yeah, Melissa. It reminds me, I look over there real quick, and I was like, oh, yeah, talk about Melissa. So, uh, bonus news. So, Melissa's nice enough to send me about mm, about 70 pics this morning. Why don't I get these anymore? We're going to have a talk with her. Uh, I, woke up I found her for us. So those she likes you better. I know. I can't help it. So she will. <laughs> so I will be uh, posting those, at least some of those, on the website. So if you get a hold of her at MSR Melissa Nicole, Facebook Melissa Nicole, and Instagram. I think it's the same, MS, thing. same thing. So look that up, and I'm sure she'll. I think she posts a couple of new ones uh, this week. So yeah, she's good, a good looking person. So. Indeed, good genes. So, as Jack can see with the uh, calendar on the wall. Yeah, so we'll, we'll leave on that. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>